Big Sloth. Do I look like I'm running Wayne Enterprises right now? You're hit on the stock exchange. It didn't work, my friend. And now you have my construction crews going around the city at 24 hours a day. How exactly is that supposed to help my company absorb Wayne's? Believe us. No, you stay here. I'm in charge. Do you feel in charge? And this gives you power over me? What is this? Your money and infrastructure have been important. Till now. What are you? I've Gotham's reckoning. Here to end the borrowed time you've all been living on. Pure evil. I'm necessary evil. Joel Murphy, this is Hobo Radio, and with me, Lars Periwinkle. How's it going? Oh, it's 2024, motherfucker. Woo, 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 woo. <laughs> How's it going? I forgot the sound of your voice. I forgot the sound of my voice, too. Oh, Lord, he's coming. Sorry, I got a <laughs> Marlin fucking, like, my, my fucking 17-pound cat. Get the fuck out of the way. That's not going well so far. Anyways, we missed you, dear listeners. How have you been? Yeah, no, we we missed you. We missed each other. We missed doing this show. I will say that right before we started, Lars was telling me that people have come up to him and asked him, uh, like kind of said, hey, what's going on with Hobo Radio? You guys haven't been doing the show, but then stopped there. They didn't say like, we End missed of conversation. It. They just kind of like say... You haven't done that show. And I say, yeah, we have not. And they say, yes, that is correct. And then sort of that's the end of the conversation. No one missed it. No, 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 no. I don't think so. But I don't think so. Except for maybe Dan. Hi, Dan. Dan, I miss you. And probably maybe Greg. Maybe Greg. Greg's in Vietnam. What? Yeah, he started a sweatshop out there. Yeah, that makes no, sense. He, he's living, he, and he, he and his beautiful family are living in uh, Vietnam for a few years. And um, uh, he, <laughs> he actually sent me, um, he sent me a present. Um, it's a children's book and it's called Fart Wars. And it's a, it's a Star Wars book um, that has a lot of farts in it. And it's outstanding. Not officially licensed, right? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is? They're if, just... if I had it right next to me, I would show you. It's officially licensed. Like, it tells the story of Star Wars, but with lots of parts. Yeah. But, like, with beloved characters that we know? All of them, man. Yeah. 
Yeah. Who's that? Because I okay. Let me guess. I'm Jabba the Hutt would be the gassiest, right? He would probably be the gassiest, but I, I'm going to tell you it starts out with um with Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru, and they're sitting around the table, um, discussing Luke's uh, future. And they're just farting. Well, it, it, that makes sense to me too because of that blue milk. Like, is that blue milk? You don't want to drink that stuff. <laughs> no. <laughs> so that okay, that tracks Owen and Beru. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you think it's gonna be Banthas or Wampas or um, you know, like you say, the the huts. These are gaseous creatures, but no, it's everyone. Everyone's farting all the time in this book, and it's outstanding. Does does Darth Vader fart? Can Darth Vader fart? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I I think maybe maybe his butthole got seared shut. <laughs> also. Look, if Neil deGrasse Tyson was fun, these are the questions he'd be answering. Neil deGrasse Tyson is so much fun. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, I just mean like a lot of times he's like, hey, you know, the physics and the Fast and the Furious, those aren't real physics. And we're like, yeah, we know. But like, (laughs) but tell me if Darth Vader can fart. These, these These are the questions burning in our minds. Burning. He went. Uh, actually, went on a whole diatribe of, about Uranus shouldn't be named Uranus. It should be a, uh, another name. I think it's um, um, uh, Capus, Capal, K, Kai, Kai, Gaius Julius Caesar. I think is the name of that planet. That's why I said if he was fun. If he was fun, he'd wanted to be named Uranus. Yeah, yeah. He says Uranus. It's supposed to be pronounced Uranus, but come on. We, we all know what it's supposed to be called. I just, like, I think it's a mistake for scientists to lead into the Uranus pronunciation because it's a way to let idiots like us get into science. Because anytime there's any kind of headline, any news, a, a clever website will say, like, they found gas on Uranus. And then we all laugh our heads off, but we all talk about it. We're not talking about finding gas on Uranus. No, lame. If it's like we discovered new things about the rings around Uranus, come on. Yeah. I'm clicking on that immediately. Right. So you got to know how to play to the base of, you know, people that aren't going to click on this otherwise. Also, this kind of reminds me, I've been watching Celebrity Jeopardy, and I have a note Uh for any of the celebrities that are listening bet you get a daily double bet at all it's celebrity jeopardy there's like a <laughs> you, you you can always make up the difference if you really care about that charity <laughs> right i mean first of all you're playing for a charity it's not real money second of all there's a 90 percent chance you know the answer because it's yeah. celebrity jeopardy because <laughs> it's words that end in hamburger what uh are they not betting anything i haven't been watching so many of them make these small bets. There was the one that I watched this past week. Uh, one of the contestants found three daily doubles in a row and was like a thousand dollars. That's it. Yeah, I was like, what are you also, doing? Also, three daily doubles. What's happening in Jeopardy? Oh, okay. So in Celebrity Jeopardy, they have uh, they have three rounds. It's longer. Oh no, shit. Yeah, I did not know that. Also, the, the also, I did see that um, 
uh, our contemporaries, <laughs> because they also have a shitty podcast that's way more popular than ours, but the Doughboys were an answer on on Jeopardy. So congratulations, uh, uh, Mitch and Weiger, for yeah. being a question on Jeopardy. You you awful <laughs> hacks with your <laughs> shitty show that I listen to twice a week. <laughs> also, man, I'm... I'm pretty sure it was Mo Rocca who who had the triple the three Jeopardy like the three daily doubles. Mo Rocca, that's yeah. that's a that's a guy with a lot of knowledge. Why is I, he, well, uh, he playing got it all cool? Of them right too, he just didn't bet. Come it was on, Mo Rocca, you're an NPR personality, Mo Rocca. You know stuff. Yeah, no, he knows everything. This because this was the second round too. So this was everyone that had already beat two celebrities who did horrible. So these were actually players that were decent at it. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Which, by the way, God bless her. I love Becky Lynch so much, but she uh-huh. might be the worst Celebrity Jeopardy player I've ever seen. <laughs> she did not have a good night. That's that's unfortunate. Yeah, but she uh, she's fine. I think she'll be all right. Yeah, you'll be all right, Becky Lynch. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. But also, man, they did on regular Jeopardy, or as I like to call it, real Jeopardy. Uh-huh. <laughs> they they had an 80s wrestling category and it was it was a nightmare if you're an actual wrestling fan why is that well okay so that one of the clues was something to the effect of this uh i think it was in rick flair's matt first of all they called him rick nature boy flair which no okay. nope. no no nature- it's the nature boy rick flair thank you uh, match with Ricky Steamboat, know the dragon in his name. Ricky Steamboat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, What's going on? They have the internet, right? Yeah. Uh, which also, Ricky Steamboat sounds like someone trying to remember the name of the cartoon that's now in the public domain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, old Steamboat Ricky. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it was like it said. Ric Flair put Ricky Steamboat to sleep with this move and it was like to sleep which is like i was confused i'm like a sleeper hold right but the answer was a cradle but a cradle is a pin you don't put someone to sleep with a cradle that is um that's infuriating because no no shade to the um to the jeopardy writers because i think they're some of the best in in the biz but um just use the internet right yeah yeah or or like if you're look if you're a writer for jeopardy you have a friend that's either you or me right yes. yeah, yeah it's yeah. you or me or carlos or pat like any of these people you can just reach out to hey um is a cradle something you put someone to sleep with and we'll say no no because it's not a submission hold it's a pin it's not a That's... submission hold it's a pin it, yeah. it doesn't work like that yeah and i think that is so the thing where it's on? like i understand you're doing an 80s wrestling category like one of the questions and i totally get this is randy savage's nickname uh was also this song hit song by the the village people Sure. I get that. Yeah. That's a good clue. That's a good That's a, like that. That is yeah. that is a good one. That's a good yeah. two hundred dollar. Right, but you know, so you're trying to bridge that gap between people who. Know, but like, yeah, I think a question where someone who knows wrestling gets tripped up on it because of it's confusingly worded, I find that frustrating. That is, um, 
that's de- that's definitely frustrating. I don't know. Um, we had a um, we had a question last night at trivia. By the way, um, I've I've been out of the WWE game for a minute not not a long minute but a short minute i just don't know what's going on there i've been watching AEW. you know in fairness i I am too i've been watching a lot more aew than wwe lately yes so we got a question last night at trivia about um which uh wwe champions nickname is the nightmare oh that's cody rhodes right he's the um, american nightmare Right. This is an Australian person. Oh, an Australian person mm-hmm. in the WWE. Who's called That's the right. Nightmare? Yep. Is it Ray Ripley? It totally Ray Ripley. Okay. And I, I didn't know who this person was, but luckily my my teammate confidant, um, uh, and, and all around uh, best person Carlos knew that, and. He said, he said, have you ever seen this person? And I said, no. And he said, yeah, she, um, she's gained a persona online, uh, because she's really, um, she's really attractive and men want, (laughs) want her to step on them all the time, which I know about that fetish, you know, being stepped on cool, but there's something particular about her. Um, then I Googled her. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I, 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 no. I, I very much I very much get that. <laughs> no, I love Ray Ripley. I, I yeah, like when you said I mean it was mostly because you said she was Australian that I was like, yeah, I guess they call her the nightmare. But also yeah. now that I'm thinking about it, confusing to have the nightmare and the American nightmare yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, under the same umbrella. I look, that's just sloppy modern day WWE. Yep. We didn't have yep. the American dream and the dream wrestling at the same time (laughs) yeah no it's the truth yeah there's a balance right because i i really like um i really like the new the new wrestling model and i think uh aew is really good at this as like um giving giving their performers a personality uh without giving them a gimmick right because um it it it's cool. It's cool to see someone come out and they they like you know where they're from and they act like where they're from and they the it's a prolifer proliferation of kind of um their personality and um you know like if you're a, a for instance I'm not gonna say his name but like a Long Island douchebag who's really good at wrestling right right and it's just I'm gonna be that guy cool um that then on the other side is like I. I'm I'm a beefcake and a barber and like I have like scissors and like I'll put someone in like a barber chair and like hit them with the scissors like that's that's a little too far in the other direction but then just like this generic just um you know goth so I'm a nightmare I I don't know well, you I mean, I, I will else. say I I like Rhea Ripley a lot. I like her presentation and I, I enjoy her, especially because if you watch any of those videos that maybe Carlos showed you of she knows who her fan base is and understands yeah. it and plays into it. And I do think all of that's delightful. And they they team her with uh, Dominic Mysterio, who now goes right by the on. name Dirty Dom and has like a mullet that's, and is a dirt that's bag. That's so good. <laughs> And he calls her mommy. It's it's good stuff. 
this is this is all good stuff maybe i need to be watching wwe again yeah i i check in from time to time and i i'm a big fan of hers like she's one of the best things going but they're also just i get really baffled because i don't watch it tonight enough and now there's a guy named la knight who's super popular and i don't understand why i guess he just has a lot of catchphrases mm. like a like a comic amount of catchphrases because i'm into that if you're if kind you're a catchphrase he's, man he's sort of a yeah good. he's he's like that uh extras the when, like, right oh, are you having a laugh <laughs> but it was like remember when that his show at the end it's just catchphrases uh -huh. it's just catchphrases yeah it's kind of that yeah speaking of wrestling though by the way have you seen um the iron claw yet i haven't seen iron claw you hit me up about did i see iron claw and i have forgot that movie was coming out um i didn't see iron claw it well, looks like it it looks like a stone cold bummer and i'm i'm confident in that because i know the story of that family and it's a stone cold bummer it is yeah i think that is a funny thing of if you're a wrestling fan if you grow up like as, as a wrestling fan you kind of know the legend of the von erics and yeah. i think we all had that where you know oh they're they're making a movie about the von erics oh no and i i wondered i was never sure like for mainstream audiences because i don't think the trailer quite leaned into how sad it was going to be i wonder mm -hmm. if they were prepared for that it's also, just to give yeah. you an idea, if you don't know the Von Erichs and you don't follow wrestling, uh, this is a movie that left out a brother who committed suicide because there was another brother who also committed suicide. And they thought they were like, they thought it was too much to have two different brothers who committed suicide at their father's house and both shot themselves with guns. They're like, that's redundant. We can combine them into one. Ugh. <sighs> Jeez, Louise. Yeah. Yeah, it, um, it, yes. What, mm, that sucks for them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it, it, the movie is really good, and Zach Efron is fantastic as Kevin Von Erich. Get out of here. Is like, he really? Yeah, he's great. He really okay. is great. And I have no frame of reference for Zach Efron because I know that I've probably seen him in something else, but I couldn't even tell you what that is. Yeah, yeah. Um, Yes, uh, I'm right there. With, yeah, he he was he was on the uh, the track to just be like I'm handsome white man, but then decided you know I think I might actually want to take some chances and <clears throat> actually act in movies, which you know I have a lot of respect for. I was interested in seeing it um, because I'm a big fan of Maura Tierney. Because who isn't? Yeah, well, and, I have bad um, news for you because I'm uh, a, I'm also a huge fan of Maura Tierney. Oh, she no. you like I, I was hoping for more for her and she basically just plays mom boo yeah it's a bummer i really wanted more for her character she gets okay. a couple scenes but it's not enough but holt mccallany um man do i like that holt mccallany yeah no and he's great in it he, he it's it's very good really, I, really I highly recommend guy. it if you're a wrestling fan definitely watch it if you're not a wrestling fan still watch it I appreciate that it's a prestige film that takes wrestling seriously and, and tells their story with respect my only thing and this is unforgivable and this is what made me think of it their Ric Flair is terrible oh no and you can't you can't cast a bad Ric Flair of all Does the wrestlers First of all, you could go to any arena and find someone who could do a Ric Flair impression. 
Absolutely. We got two of them right here. So he doesn't woo right? He doesn't do any of it right. And here's the, the insane part about it. The main thing the guy does is cut a Ric Flair promo. So two things. One, that's really where you have to nail the Ric Flair impression. And two, there's video of Ric Flair doing the exact thing. So you have to get it right because I can watch the original promo. I honestly would have been okay if they just used the original footage and just been like, yep, that's it. Yeah, I think that would have that would have been the way to go um, because I don't know, man. I'm not a I'm not a wrestling historian, um, at least not to the depths that maybe like you, you and a few of our other friends could be. But I'm pretty sure that Ric Flair invented the modern promo. Like he, this is the guy who cut the promo that all promos are based on. Well, and the thing that people have to realize about Ric Flair is that he's insane. He's an insane man who oh, yeah, he's not a he's not a real person. He's never been a real person. He yeah, doesn't and, act normal ever. And I think maybe that's the challenge as an actor. If you don't come from a wrestling background, you're like, well, I can't play it that big. No. However big you think you're supposed to play it, play it bigger, bigger, like b- bigger. B- that was kind of like that was his thing before gimmicks became big gimmicks is just I'm the nature boy. Yeah. Which doesn't mean anything. Well, what it doesn't just, mean like, anything. It, and two, his gimmick is rich guy who flies on jets so calling him the nature boy is the opposite of the thing that his character <laughs> is <laughs> and then he he came out to thus spoke zarathustra yes. which also has nothing to do with being the nature boy no nope. it's just big it's big and loud yeah that was that was his thing but big he, and I, loud. i've watched multiple promos where he he used to like in later years he'd come out in a suit he mm-hmm. would start to cut a promo. He'd get worked up. He'd take his suit jacket off, throw it down, start elbow dropping his own suit jacket and uh-huh. <laughs> looking like every blood vessel in his face was going to explode. I can't. I can't. Oh, my God. So, um, oh, my God. Sorry. I was tearing up a little bit because that was really I was thinking about old wrestling. So, like. I show um, my wife, uh, Julia, like old wrestling. She loves We watch wrestling together all the time. And when I tell her about like, you know, 80s and early 90s wrestling, um, uh, you know, it's it's hard to describe. And when you actually see it, I'm like, she's like, why did he fall? Well, because Shawn Michaels kicked him. And she said, well, it doesn't look like a big kick. No, no, no. That's. That's the chin music. Like it's a you don't super get kick. up from that. It's a super it, it's kick. It's done. He he. It's, it's a super kick. He was tuning up the orchestra. Like you can't you can't get up from that. I, I also that look. I I understand where Julia is coming from as a modern wrestling fan because that is my most old man wrestling take is between the Usos and there's a number of guys in AEW as well. They have made the super kick. Uh, they've completely nerfed it. Because, yeah, Shawn Michaels would do that son of a bitch once, and you were done. You done. watch an Usos match, there's 20 to 30 super kicks. Like, yeah, they it. just they, yeah, keep on doing. They'll bounce back up from that son of a bitch yeah. now. Yeah, so they, they have, it's kind of like when, like, Jake Roberts, his finisher was the DDT. And you're like, DDT. like, when he did it, it was awesome. 
awesome. You, now you see like like 10, 15 DDTs a match. They don't. I mean know. Anything. Oh, DDT. Is he going to recover? Like you don't you don't recover from a DDT. And, and you know what? The ones now that that actually does make me really sad. And and the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes, is as guilty as this as of uh, many others. Is the cutter. The oh, yeah. you know once known as the diamond cutter, some might know oh, it as the RKO. The gotcha. A lot of guys doing cutters now as just a regular move and not a finishing move. Right, right. It, it's wild, man. It's wild. Well, just like you know, go a little further back. Well, even at the same time, it's um, uh, why did that guy not get up from that leg drop? Because it's a big leg drop. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What do you? What do you not understand? He did a whole thing beforehand. If you do a whole thing beforehand, if you're like hulking up and you're invincible and then you do a leg drop, it's a big leg drop. Plus, we were all excited because Hogan only knew three moves. So if he was doing two of them, you knew the other guy was in trouble. <laughs> he was in big trouble. You know, look at that guy. He's got hot dog skin. <laughs> and it's, he's wearing he's got hot dog skin and ketchup and mustard clothes. <laughs> He's basically that uh, I think you should leave sketch. He's just a man dressed like a hot dog. He is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is a real American. Yeah. Also, another insane. That man, and uh, the answer to this is cocaine. But if you ever just, like, just watch 80s promos, it's all just sweaty men whose eyes are bulging out just screaming at each other. Yes. Yes. That is the answer to the question that wasn't asked. <laughs> Yeah, I don't even like I think that's why Jake Roberts was amazing cuz his whole gimmick was like what if I talk calm and seem scarier. It really is. He was the most terrifying man of my childhood. He really was. was. So I was so afraid of Jake Roberts. Like more than more than Darth Vader, more than Freddy Krueger, I was afraid of Jake Roberts because he just looked into the camera and said real shit about yeah. what he was going to do to somebody. And also had an actual snake with him. He, 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 carried, he carried out a snake in a burlap sack to the ring. He was terrifying. Yeah, he really was. And then they'd have like Andre the Giant would be terrified of the snake. And you're like, shit, Andre's afraid of the snake? We're, we're all in trouble. We're all in trouble. Here we go. <laughs> all right. Well, speaking of uh, things from decades ago. So... I do. I I have a rant here. It's just surprising. I know normally oh, okay. I you know I'm metered, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I had two nights in a row here in LA recently. One, there's this great theater that Molly and I go to a lot. It's called Vidiots. That's uh mm -hmm. you know one of the like what are they call it? is a row revival theater. I guess you'd call it or like they show old movies. You know. Okay. Cool. And they showed Evil Dead Two. Hell. Yes. Right. And we were super excited to see it. And it was great. The next night, I went to the Dolby Theater where uh, that's where they do the Oscars and saw mm -hmm. the 1989 Batman with a live orchestra. Right. Right. You told me about this. That's very cool. Two cool nights in a row. I loved them both. But here's the thing. Both those nights, back to back, a guy in front of us took out their cell phone and started taping the screen mm -hmm. multiple times. Taping the screen. Yeah, just like with taping their cell the phone, holding their cell phone up to a movie screen for a movie 
that but you could purchase anywhere, anytime and just watch at home. Right. And that's my thing is like, it's annoying no matter what, but particularly, first of all, everybody knows if you take out a cell phone in a movie theater, it's re- a really bright screen. That's super distracting. And if you're behind it the sucks. person, yeah. Yeah, it yeah. draws your eyes to their phone. Yeah. But in both cases, yes. Evil Dead 2, which came out, that was early 80s, right? Had to be like. Yeah, I think uh, the first Evil Dead was, um, was I want to say 79. Yeah, yeah, seven, yeah. 79. So the second one, because there was studio and then it, he couldn't get the footage from that. It was probably like 83. Right. So, yeah. So and then Batman is 89. They're literally celebrating the 35th anniversary. That's why they're doing these shows with live cocksucker i saw that fucking movie in the theaters Jesus i did too Christ. i think it's the first movie i remember seeing in the theaters oh no shit yeah like i know i must have gone to stuff before then but it's the first one like i have a memory of going yeah 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 that's, that's what i think all of my all of my first movie memories were from 88 89 so beetlejuice ghostbusters 2 with the ogre stain um indiana jones and uh the last crusade and Batman. Yeah, those yeah. are the ones. Yep. Yeah. Home Alone. So, Home Alone in 90. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which yeah, I remember that one too. But uh mm. but yeah, so it's like the first movie I remember going to see. Uh but yeah, it's it's great, but yeah, like you, I mean you already said it, but the fuck like it's it's completely disrespectful to everyone around you. It's super annoying, but also why? What are you doing with this? You you're not going to watch it first of all later. And second of all, no one else is ever going to watch it. You're going to what? No. put it on your Instagram stories so that they right. can go like, huh, and click through it. Really right. Quick. Like, look, I saw this movie. Okay. Yeah. Crazy what flex. The, what, what is the point of that? It's almost like, it almost seems like it's, um, like it's, <laughs> like it's a reflex of like, oh, oh, I'm doing a thing. I need to record it. Yeah. Well, and the, so the funny thing is the first guy. I, I let it go that night. You know, he was doing it all towards the end and he was filming it. And then the second guy, he did it three times. And the the third time he did it was literally the scene where Bruce Wayne has figured out the chemical combinations. And so the news report is telling you, don't combine hairspray with makeup and whatever. And right, then right. it's it's a shot of Bruce Wayne sitting in the Batcave watching his television as a news reporter explains that that and that was the third time he did it and that time i just i tapped the guy on the shoulder and i said did you really can you please stop taking your phone out it's very did you really i did yeah you're and you're not a man who would normally do something like that it took two nights in a row of it happening <laughs> This man has had enough. That was yeah. your that was your Michael Douglas falling down moment. <laughs> it was, and I was still ridiculously polite. That's the other thing. It was my falling down moment, and I still was like, uh, if you don't mind, could you please? Because it's bothering the rest of it. And the thing was, the guy, and I, he, I'm quite sure had been drinking, and I think that yeah, he was sure. just doing it without thinking about it. And he did, yeah. to his credit, put his phone away. He said, yes, I'm sorry, and he never took his phone out again. Awesome. And awesome. then I did have a moment where it's like not long after that is when 
uh, Vicky Vale comes into the Batcave and he's like, I have to go to work. And it's the shot where like he's suiting up. And I was uh-huh. like, I bet this is killing this guy. <laughs> uh, by the way i man now i can't remember the oh no i do remember i can tell you the other two times that he did it the first time okay now to be clear as i said it's the 1989 batman with a live orchestra yeah. he did it the first time in the art museum where they come in playing prince music playing which prince if prince, you're wondering yeah. the orchestra did not play of course not yeah so I don't I do not remember a French horn being in that particular <laughs> Prince song. So party man for those keeping track at home. Uh, Word. But uh, but yeah, so you're filming literally just a scene from the Batman with a live orchestra where the orchestra is not playing. Mm-hmm. And then the second time was when he takes Vicky Vale into the Batcave and gives her the footage you know the uh the, the he he takes the footage from her and gives her the the solution right on to the right on. the drugs you know the, the smilex yeah 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 and he yells rachel <laughs> that's that's not that one no it's not that one no oh, okay well then which also I did we oh, oh go ahead i was just gonna say i know this is a movie from 35 years ago by the way but like does it ever bother you what a terrible wingman alfred is in that movie um, I, I can't say that it bothers me, but they hadn't really figured Alfred out at that point. Yeah. It was just, he should be a kind old man. No, but so you know we'll what, just do that. What gets me about it is, so it's the scene where they sleep together, uh, him, him and Vicky, not Alfred and Vicky. I said, they, mm. just to be clear, it's not they, the scene. But there, there is <laughs> fanfic out there. Yeah. Go ahead and find it. <laughs> but, uh. But no, it's so so Bruce and, and Vicky, they they hook up and then she's like, hey, you want to spend the day together? And he goes, we can't. I'm going out of town. I'm going to be out of town for a few days. And then she walks down the stairs and says to Alfred, I'll see you when you guys get back. And he goes, get back from where? We're not going oh, anywhere. Oh, Daisy, is he blowing up his spot? <laughs> where it's like, first of all. He's Batman. Second of all, even if he wasn't Batman, it's pretty clear he just told her you guys yeah. are going out of town. <laughs> Come on, Alfred. I'm, keep, I'm trying to get out of something here, man. <laughs> Can you just like, be a bro? And not to mention the fact that it's the day that his parents died, which Alfred would also know. So like, he has right, a pretty legit right, right. reason for not wanting to see her that day. Oh, you senile old bastard. You had, I just hooked up with this chick. Could you just do me a solid to make excuses for me? <laughs> and then 10 minutes later, he just lets Vicky into the back cave. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Yeah. Look, since we're on the subject um, of Batman, who knew we would end up here? Uh, finally. Finally, yep. after all these years of doing the show, we finally brought up Batman, a thing that I don't know if people know this or not. I love. Yeah, yeah, we, we used never to have get, a whole thing about I it. I never get to say it. But. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, uh, with the, the, the holidays, just, we just had a lot of time off, um, uh, uh, Julia and I did. And one day she said, hey, I don't really remember these movies. Can we just watch the Nolan Batmans? And I said, of course we can. That would be fun. Let's watch yeah. them. Yeah. And we watched them back to back to back. They made a whole afternoon of it. And here's the thing, man. Um, the Dark Knight Returns, 
does not work for me. Rises? It just doesn't work. Dark Knight Rises, you mean? Dark Knight Rises, yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. I was thinking of the comic book. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. No, there is um, a comic yeah, the, called The Dark Knight Returns. Yeah. That that does work for me. <laughs> Dark Knight Returns does not work for me. I can't make it work. And I've been really trying. And there are some good things about that movie. But overall, it just, as a conclusion to to that trilogy, I just don't think it works. Well, I mean, so I like that movie. And I am that movie's defender. And I... I don't want to blow this up because um, I it's there's a new movie out and I don't want to ruin it if people haven't seen it. But I've had some conversations with friends recently about a movie that is currently in theaters that I told them after like because I saw this movie and I really liked it and they saw it and really liked it. And I was like, OK, but just so you know, I need you all to be honest with yourselves. The ending of this movie is identical to the ending of The Dark Knight Rises, and neither one of them wanted to hear it. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I'll leave that as a teaser. Lars, if you want, I'll tell you what that is after we finish the show. But I don't want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. as of right now, I'm very confused. But so yeah, you're going to have to let me know. I, I actually think you could do a shot for shot. Like you could make a YouTube Stop where you put The Dark Knight Rises on top. And this other movie on the no. bottom. And they're Get pretty much, they, they are both endings that revolve around a protagonist uh-huh. flying a plane over the ocean and uh, self-destructing that plane to save everyone else, but also having secretly installed some sort of ejector seat to save themselves without telling Get anyone. Here. Yeah. So no kidding. I found that funny. Like the Dark Knight Rises only came out like 12 years ago. Right. But I found that funny where I was like, okay, this is doing the Dark Knight Rises. And I was amused. And one of my buddies that I was telling it to, uh, he hates the Dark Knight Rises and he loved this movie. And I was like, I just need you to be honest with yourself that you can, you can love this movie. You can hate the Dark Knight Rises, but they have structurally the same ending. (laughs) So, well, you said, um, you said you were telling your buddy, but you never told me that. And I don't, I don't think you have any friends other than me, right? Uh, you have other friends uh, other than me? Just two. You're, there's three of you total. Okay. I mean, look, one of them was Andy. <sighs> okay, okay, okay. okay. I'm, <laughs> I'm less insecure now. <laughs> yeah, it was Andy and our friend uh, Jonathan Davenport, who's uh, been on Silver Linings Playback. We, we were okay. talking yeah, 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 yeah. about this movie. But anyway... That aside, the so The Dark Knight Rises, I like that movie because I love the character of Bane, and I enjoyed yep. the... I think that version understands Bane and did a good job with it, and I like it yep. overall. But I do understand... I don't know that it's the right... I, I imagine that there was a different plan, a completely different plan, with Heath Ledger's Joker, and... Mm. that they threw that out and did this instead. And I think yep. that's noticeable. Mm-hmm. And especially in, the, especially in the courtroom scene, it's very noticeable that the Joker isn't there. Yeah, and I think the other thing is that it... I like it as a standalone movie, but it doesn't quite work with like what's been established in the previous two movies, because I don't feel like he's Batman long enough. I think right. doing a movie where... It's an old Batman who's worn down. I'm into, but it almost felt like they needed there needed to be a third movie where he was Batman longer that like spanned a, a length of time, and then this was the fourth movie. 
A bit, yeah. Um, it loses me. Look, I also think they did a a, uh, a really good job with the character of Selena Kyle. And I think Anne Hathaway uh, did a decent job at, at portraying. I shouldn't say a decent job. She did a good job at portraying. I think she's character. great. I think yeah. that, look, I love Michelle Pfeiffer. I love the 60s stuff. I actually think that version of Catwoman in the Nolan is the closest to the comic books for me. Absolutely. Absolutely. The the downtrodden uh, Selena yeah. Kyle. Absolutely. Yeah. The, and just the, the, the dynamic the, with her. Like ab- the fact that she yep. is at every turn outwitting Bruce Wayne is really delightful it, it it is really good um i think where i don't know there are there are several elements that just don't work this is just me personally just don't work for me the thing that i think object objectively um is hard to swallow is is bruce wayne's removal from gotham into that hole and the vaguely middle east south america somewhere who knows i think it has to be south america but it's supposed to be be because i mean it's also that's where bane's from yeah bane is from a a fictional prison called uh pena dura which is like hard rock i think you know but like in south america in the comics right so the logistics of getting bruce wayne there and then bruce wayne getting himself self back look there, there's a lot of a suspension of disbelief and a lot of this crap, but like, just what, how, well, why is he there? And then how did he get back? And what, and why is he okay, okay now? Like, cause his back was broken and there was no, there was no doctor or medicine that, like, so he just, by, by force of will, he healed a broken back. What, what's, what's happening? What's okay. going on here? I have an answer to all of those questions. Oh, okay. He's Batman. Mm. That's it. That's the answer. Okay, but geographically speaking, he has to go from one place to another. Yeah, but geographically speaking, he's Batman. Oh, okay, my bad. Yeah, yeah. I do see that now. Yeah. Because, like, look, I mean, it was already a three-hour movie, but he could get there. Like, that is... There are things that bother me about that movie. Most of them are, like, weird hermit Bruce Wayne from Act 1. Right. And, like, just, I don't know, the state of where the movie is in the beginning. Because I only think he ends up being Batman for, like, a year in the continuity of these movies. Because Joker showed up pretty fast after... Yep. um, The first movie. So you had Batman Begins and, and The Dark Knight. feel like they... They maybe span a year, maybe two. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, then he stopped yeah. being Batman. And I'm like, he should have been Batman way longer than that to way be longer. where he's at in this movie. And they yeah. they weirdly like double down on it and are like, no, he quit being Batman right after the end of the Dark Knight. Yeah, no, that's exactly what they say. That was the last time we saw Batman was the last time the audience saw Batman. And it's been seven years. And I was like, why did you do it? Like, say that he was Batman for five years and then you haven't right. seen him for two. Right, or something, right, right, right. you know, like so that yeah, and also well, like when we when we find him, his leg doesn't work. But when he needs to be Batman, his leg does work. Well, he and then built his that weird broken, robot so it doesn't work. that Tom Lennon. Yeah, whatever. Tom Lennon just gives him a fucking robot fucking leg brace. Like, it's just they're asking. I think even in terms of a comic book movie, they're asking us to ac- accept a lot in that movie. Okay, but counterpoint. When Bane uh-huh. breaks his back, it's fucking awesome. 
it is so fucking cool, man. <laughs> I think that's my thing is like, I understand where people are coming from. But again, when we are the age that we are, and when I read the Nightfall comics when I was a kid, and I loved Bane, and he's my favorite Batman yeah. villain, and my only other on-screen version of Bane is the dumb meathead one from Batman and Robin. I'm Boo. like, I'm like, you guys at least understood Bane and wrote him well. And even though he talks like this, I still love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a spot on Bane. Thank you. But but to be fair, I think everyone does a spot on Bane. <laughs> it's actually not very hard. You just over-enunciate <laughs> everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, they they did understand. Um, they did understand that character. And it's it, also it was, it's funny too because it's it's hard being a Bane fan is really what I'm trying to say because I love uh the Harley Quinn cartoon so much too and I'm like yeah. that Bane I even objectively think it's funny but I'm still like it's like the only yeah. character that is so one note in that show. <laughs> No, he really is. And every time that character shows up in Harley Quinn, I'm like, God damn, that's hilarious. I bet Murphy is pissed. What's, <laughs> it's funny because it is, I think it's equal measures that I think it's funny. And I'm, I'm like, but, but what if you guys gave him more? I think he could do more. He'd do a little more. Yeah. 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 And listen, but, like, it's, it's a 35-year-old comic book. But dear listeners, if you want to read something great, read Nightfall. Nightfall is so good. It really is. And I, I think that that's why i i still even as flawed as it is i i will defend the dark knight rises because i'm like it it did a good adaptation of nightfall in terms of having a worn down batman face bane get his back broken and yeah. then have to reclaim the city i think all the emotional beats of that story are there even though the context of them is very different it is different yeah yeah it's it's weird that talia al ghul fucked him um, <laughs> there's a great i mean there's that pete holmes oh video. my god oh my god bad man yeah also go watch bad man i'm sorry i'm not trying to give all y'all like homework to do but watch pete holmes's bad man especially the one with talia al ghul <laughs> yeah no it's like they, they're all i think that one and the one where he just keeps going Redent, can we trust him like, and then trying to disappear. Yeah, yeah. it's really good. It's really yeah. good. We, we should watch these things. Oh, Pete, Pete Holmes, who was on this podcast, y'all. That is true. Pete Holmes, who was on this podcast, who I believe I brought that up to him when we talked about it. And Yes, indeed. When you were at his house. And I think he also told me he didn't like The Dark Knight Rises. So, like, everybody yeah. doesn't like it. I get it. <laughs> I understand. Yeah. Uh, yeah but I do love that man so much. Also, his new comedy special is great. I mean, it I don't know good. how new it yeah, is, yeah, but, you know, good. the yeah, one that came yeah, out yeah. within the last year. Yeah, there have been a lot of comedy specials coming out recently. Uh, Pete Holmes is one of the good ones. By the way, I this has nothing to do with any of this, but I just, in uh, other pop culture news, so I, you've probably heard about this as well, but I keep hearing about this, but it, it makes me feel crazy every time I hear about it. So there's a cup that has become very popular. You got Stanley a, Cup? Yeah, okay. So thank you. So there, it's a cup. They sell it at, at Walmart. Uh, people want it. It's some kind of collaboration with Starbucks, I think. And there was a pink one, and there was all this demand. But what is the name of it? You just said it. What's the name of this cup? 
Um, it's the Stanley Cup. You usually have to beat um, Tampa Bay in order to, to get this right. cup. I that's it, the, again. This is my whole point with this. I didn't know you could just fucking call things things that are already very famous. <laughs> I didn't know that you could just be like, yeah. So um, anyway, there's a new trend. Uh, it's a it's a new uh, series of plates, and they're called the Heisman Trophy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, um, when I first heard it, they were like, people are going crazy for this coffee cup. Uh, it's called the Stanley Cup. And I thought, if there was a fucking travel mug in the shape of the Stanley Cup, I would also jump across a counter to get that son of a bitch. I, I mean, want that now. I probably would, although it feels like it'd be a nightmare to fit in a cup holder. Just with the, <laughs> the design of the Stanley Cup. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It gets... It gets smaller at the base <laughs> um but yeah which, yeah, I which did, you always I tell know. me that you want a flared base you want a flared base without yeah. a base without a trace remember yeah. that folks yeah if you're inserting inserting things into yourself you want a wide base or someone else um a, a, a human being is an example of a wide base <laughs> Yeah, but uh, but no, I just it makes me feel crazy that that it's called a Stanley Cup and that you can do that and that they got away with it. That's what I, that's what I keep thinking every single time I hear it. I don't. But also that and um, what the fuck is wrong with these people? But usually it's they just calling it. The, you can just call it the Stanley Cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's also yeah. It's if nothing else, then if you're swept up in this craze of this Stanley Cup, do yourself a favor and read about the history of the NHL Stanley Cup because yeah, uh, it's insane. Because if people don't know, so when a team wins the Stanley Cup, it's just this one giant trophy that the team gets, and then what they do is that they let every member of the team have it for a day. Yep, and. It's insane. Like some people drink out of it, which is gross. Some people have like christened their babies out of it, which is gross because yep. people drink out of it too. Like, you mm -hmm. know, and like yep. people have lost it. People have dinged it up. Uh, yep. Just all sorts of insane things like with the Stanley Cup, because like they just all get a day. And I, I just also love that you get a day with the trophy if you win. So there's been jizz in the Stanley Cup, right? I mean, both the one for the NHL and the ones that they're selling at Starbucks, I assume. Yeah, I guess there's been jizz in everything. <laughs> On a long enough timeline, <laughs> there will be jizz in everything. <laughs> it's so gross. Um, but yeah, yeah, it, that, that's, that's, exactly, that's exactly true. That's exactly true. And if we're being um, nostalgic here, and I know nostalgia can be sort of toxic, but if we're, if we're being nostalgic here and talking about stuff that happened years ago... Um, Alex Ovechkin, that goddamn monster holding the Stanley Cup over his head as he skated around that rink in Vegas, is still seared into my memory. What a yeah. goddamn gorgeous sight that it was. It really, it was, yeah, for long-suffering Washington Capitals fans for it to finally yeah. happen. was that I had people yeah. I had not heard from in years hitting me up to be like, oh my God, how happy are you right now? <laughs> Like, yeah, yeah, the, the same. I was um I was on 14th Street in Washington D.C. and I was uh I was driving that day, but Ethan wasn't, so he was drunk as hell, and I was holding him up under his arm as he cheered and looking at the giant screen <laughs> as this was happening, and everyone 
was uh, rowdy and so polite. Oh, hockey fans, you're all so polite. They were well, just cause... like, fuck yeah. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Excuse yeah. me. Sorry. <laughs> exactly. No, it's because they're Canadian. Like, they're, yeah. yeah, they're endlessly polite. Also, has anyone done that? Has anyone photoshopped the photo of Ovechkin, but make it so he's holding one of these, like, pink Starbucks Come Stanley on. Cups? Well, well, you do it now before you before we post this show. You have to do that. Okay, I'll, I'll do it. I'll, maybe I'll put it up with the show. Right on, right on. Yeah. And yeah. can you make um can you make my face like uh like like Ovechkin's dick? Like he's holding it up and then in between his legs is my face, so like I'm Ovechkin's dick. Okay, we started by you talking about people who want Ray Ripley to step on them, but this is yeah, a much yeah. more niche fantasy that you have. It's just it's not a kink or anything. It's just like I think it's I kinda a kink. I kind of want to be Ovi's dick. That's all I'm saying. By the way, my other favorite story about Alex Ovechkin, by the way, is that he kept getting his hair cut at the Supercuts next to the practice facility. <laughs> and that's almighty. where he would get his hair cut. And they, once someone higher up figured that out, they were like, do you, do you want to do commercials for Supercuts? <laughs> and uh, he did. <laughs> and I think just to get free haircuts. But I And also... I don't know. I mean, I guess for supercuts, it's perfect, but I don't know that that man's hair, you'd want to advertise that it was cut <laughs> at your facility. I think they're just like, rich guys get their hair cut here, so can you. But you don't want, no, you don't want Ovi's hair. He doesn't. Also, he I mean, rich guys, sure, but more like insane Russian man with too much money. Yeah, totally. <laughs> like a lot of, um, a lot of hockey players uh, don't have a lot of their teeth. And they yeah. wear false teeth. Ovi's not worried about that. <laughs> he just goes around with not having teeth. He's the Mick Foley of the yeah, NHL. Exactly. What do I care? <laughs> that was he good. Did, uh, he did. He did a commercial for a um for a local uh <laughs> bank. And from what I can remember, his line was, "That's what I do on my banking." <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't I, know what's going on. He knows no. hockey. I think they just put him in front of cameras for businesses that he does actually frequent. And they're just like, just say that you do it. And he's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I, okay. I, I, I do my mind king. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love him. And he's probably the, I mean, probably he's for sure the greatest guy to ever play for the Washington Capitals. Like, I don't even think. Yeah. I think my favorite Washington Capitol is probably Al Iafredi. Um, but that was like, that was eighties, nineties. He had a wicked slap shot, but I think, yeah, I think, I think from here until the end of time, Ovi is going to be the, um, well, I also do remember when uh, I was a the, kid, the Rod Langway was one of the last holdouts that didn't wear a helmet. And I was always, that he was, was one of, he was it's one still, of the, the, yeah. <laughs> the eight players that were grandfathered into that, who didn't have to wear a helmet, which is uh, just think about that for a second. So the league at some point was like, look, this is a dangerous sport where we're skating around on ice in a competitive thing and we're all getting knocked to the ground. And this was before concussion protocols were understood yeah. the way that they are now. But still, they at least knew enough to be like, you guys should probably be wearing helmets. And he was one of a handful of people that was like, no, I started this sport not wearing a helmet and I will not put one on now. And so the, the NHL had to be like, Okay, you guys can wear them. You cannot wear them until you retire, but then everyone else has to. And it's so funny to me. It's hilarious. Like if you were if you were drafted um before a certain year, you had the option. Just yeah. had the option of not wearing a helmet. And there were eight guys in the entire NHL who opted, "No, 
I won't do it. And it's not like, you know, helmet, not visor, or like you can, you know, like, or a strap, not visor, but anything. These guys were just on the ice, hair, just hair in the breeze, <laughs> just, walk, just running around, getting punched in the head, getting forced on the glass. Um, yeah, 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 there were eight you, of them. And which one you, of them you can see some pretty too. sweet mullets. I think that was it. I think they just didn't want to cover their mullets. That's what it was. Yeah. 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 No, I'm too pretty. <laughs> anyway, hockey is the best sport. I think that's what I'm really trying to hockey say. Is the, hockey is the best sport. There was, um, uh, you know, last year, um, there was a guy, on, I don't remember his name. You can remind me on the, on the bills who suffered that, uh, that heart attack. Oh yeah. Yeah. On yeah, the yeah. Field. I know who you're talking about. I can't remember um, his name, but yes. And when that happened, a lot of players came out. It's like, look, we're, you know, we're the modern day gladiators. And this things, these things happen from time to time. You're not, look, you're not baseball players. You're not that coddled, but you're not modern day fucking gladiators. Like you, you guys are so well taken care of and so well protected. Don't talk to me about gladiators. (laughs) Like, I don't think there are modern day gladiators, but if we want to talk about who's closer to that, it's the goddamn hockey players. They're, they're skating at each other at 65 miles an hour. (laughs) Well, that's the thing. I think hockey and rugby are the toughest sports, but I give the edge to hockey because even the enforcer, even the biggest like goon on a team has to be able to ice skate at a professional level just to play. Absolutely. Tom Wilson shouldn't even be carrying a stick because he's yeah. just out there to fight, but he can skate. He can skate skate backwards at 40 miles an hour. The guy is amazing. Right. So that, so I think they get the edge, but those are the toughest sports. And then those probably the, the NHL the and then yeah. baseball and basketball don't get to be in the conversation because no, basketball fights are silly and baseball is the only sport that you can, you know, like chew tobacco and sit down for 90% of it yeah yeah and they they can pretty much call owie and they don't have to play anymore also if it rains come on also they had to instill a rule to keep, make sure people kept watching because of how long it took because they're like yeah. look no pitch faster we know you can it's my, it's my favorite sport i would want to die if, if baseball stopped because it's such a big part of my life but it is ridiculous <laughs> No, I just love, it's the only, again, hockey's just, they're just, it's a time. The time just runs and, you know, like, and then it's over and, and like baseball, it's like, I don't know, it can go eight hours. So we should probably do something to put some kind of guardrail in there. We need, we need to change the rules so people will be interested in watching this thing. Yep. Yeah. And also I know that I didn't mention soccer. I also know that you didn't mention that. <laughs> anyway, I think that's about it for this week. So, yeah, that's about, about it for this year, folks. We'll see you in 2025. 2025. <laughs> God damn it. No. We almost got through it. <laughs> we were so close. Why did this happen? I gotta be honest, I didn't see it coming at all. Hobo Radio is a production of Hobotrashcan.com. If you enjoyed the show, please rate or review it on iTunes. Hear more great shows on the Peak Sloth Podcast Network, like this one. This is Philip. 
and Katie and Bridget and we're three friends who like movies especially movies of yore when we were small and everything seemed awesome now we're revisiting these bright shining beacons of our youth and figuring out if they are for real so sit back and relax and revisit the best the worst and everything in between from the 80s and 90s and find out is, is it for real, real?